my friends, you made it back. It has been a week full of random, chaotic things that I can't wait to get into. But hey, thanks so much. You guys blew me away with listening to episode one of the podcast, Let's Be Real. I am your host, Jessica Brown, and this is episode two. As you listened last week, it was part one of Maritone's story. Today we're going to get into part two, but first I've got to tell you guys some things. So throughout the week, I have a list or actually a note on my phone that I consistently, um, as I get random ideas throughout the day, most of the time it's when I'm driving the 40 minute commute from church to school or back and forth. I get these random ideas or the things that I'm thinking about that I'm like, oh man, I got to talk to them about that. And so I'll put it in my notes. Well, this is the first week of doing that. I'm just going to let you guys take it as you will. But the very first one on my list is Storm Cellar. So this week has been, of course, Arkansas has the most crazy weather. People will tell you all the time living here, if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes. Don't worry. It'll change. It's very true for this week because we had not only possible tornado weather, we also had snow, like three to four inches of snow in the same week. So it was completely random and it was also very terrifying because if you guys remember, if you follow me on my Instagram, which more than likely you've either heard of it or you do because that's where I'm telling everyone about this podcast. (laughs) is uh, you guys saw the the traumatic and crazy encounter that we had with the tornado this, was it this past year or the year before? Time just completely melds together for me. I don't know. But my mom, myself, and my two kids were, it was, yeah, it was, Dolly wasn't here yet, so it was the year before. <laughs> but we were, I was in the kitchen cooking. It was just a random summer day, and we were going about the things that we always do very normally when all of a sudden, I mean, when I say out of the blue, I mean like it was, it wasn't like storming or anything like that. It was just regular day when out of the blue, there started just pounding softball size hell around our home. And I was cooking and I started looking at the window. I saw all that. I was like, mom, what in the world is going on? And then like seconds later, the most loud chaotic storm came upon us and I'm talking like the wind was blowing so hard the hail was pounding on our metal tin roof so it sounded even louder than it was windows started busting in so all the windows on the outside part of our house were busting in all around us the electricity went out in the same exact time as all of that chaos was happening I had to grab my kids. I yelled to mom, it's a tornado. I would run to the hallway and it was just, I know that most people know I'm dramatic, but I'm not being dramatic. It was so terrifying. Hunter was not here. And of course he's in Greenbrier, which is like 30 minutes away. And it's just clear blue, sunny skies over there. He had no idea, you know, and I'm like trying to call him in the midst of all of it. I was like, 
we're dying. And he was like, what? What's going on? And so, anyways, later when he got back, he's like, I bet it wasn't even that bad. Come to find out, it was like, actually, like the tornado hadn't even actually touched down on the ground. It was just at the tree level, if that makes sense. So, like at the very top of the trees. So, if that's a tornado that hasn't even touched down, all I'm telling you guys is I don't want to be in a tornado. So, now I'm terrified of them. I told you all that to tell you that this random night, I was um, getting ready for bed. Hunter had already fallen asleep. All the kids were asleep. I think it was like close to like 11 o'clock or so. And I was texting on my group friends text that for the gym and they were talking about weather. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? And so I get on the Arkansas Weather Watchers uh, Facebook page. They have like live updates and everything. So, um, in that 10 minutes, I see the alerts that we are having like rotation above us, like exactly where we live. And so I run in there and I wake Hunter up and he's like, whoa, you know, I'm like this tornado. And I'm telling you, like, I'm so scared of him now. And so he was just like, not believing me. Well, he got up, looked at the weather and sure enough, it was pretty serious enough where, you know it's serious if Hunter actually gets up and, like, says something about going to check the storm cellar to see if there's water at the bottom of it. So I was just, like, like my voice is getting shaky even thinking about it. You guys, I have PTSD about this junk. Like, it was so scary. And so the kids are all, like, completely as snug as a bug in a rug in their bed. Completely asleep. We had to yank them out of bed, get them all dressed for, like, freezing cold rainy weather to truck down to the storm cellar which is about probably four feet from our back door so the storm cellar has like three inches of water in the back corner of it because it's pretty old and every time it rains it leaks water (laughs) and uh, we cleaned it out this last summer and got it all nice and cozy I even threw a rug down there I had toys down there and everything but we come in in the traumatic chaos of the middle of the night and there's like this creepy doll staring at us from this you know the shelf there that I tried to make cozy but is no longer cozy there's spider webs everywhere we're just praying I'm just trying to keep the kids calm while I'm freaking out inside thankfully we only had to be in there for two minutes but um everything passed over thankfully nothing touched down Hunter was pretty frustrated about having to do all that, but it was pretty legit, and it looked pretty scary there for a second. It was touch and go. While I was down there, the next thing that's on my list, (laughs) while I was down there in the storm cellar, I was thinking amongst all the chaos that, like, if we truly had to, I don't know, like, if there became, like, seeing how all this World War III junk is going on, like, we truly had to, like, hide or fight for our lives or you know go off the grid how this storm cellar just wasn't it you know like this storm cellar (laughs) lord have mercy we need to do something we need to start preparing in another way and then my mind like trailed to what's next on my list which is billionaires who are building bunkers have y'all heard about this these people, okay, so like Zuckerberg is one of them. I think Kim Kim Jong-un is another one. I don't know how to say his name. But they're billionaires who are, who are, I mean, Zuckerberg spent, I think, 
it's close to like a hundred million dollars on building this bunker that has like self-sustainable rooms with um like gardening areas there's solar panels there's under uh ground escape tunnels i mean like you can look it all up it's online so you know it must be true but no like seriously like this is supposedly even the the project managers that are working on it they have to uh, sign like ndas where they're not going to tell anybody about anything so i'm really not sure how there's actually information online but it's just a little sus right like what do they know that we don't know and so like amongst all the tornado chaos i'm like down there thinking about billionaire bunkers and how I need to start prepping more and there should be like rice in bulk on these shelves instead of this creepy doll staring back at me. It was just a lot. It was a lot. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. It was very, um, it was very therapeutic. The next thing that's on my list is Jack brushed his teeth with poison ivy wash. Yeah. So I'm in there doing my motherly duties as, um, I'm washing dishes and doing laundry and everything. And he um, runs in. He's like, mom, I brushed my teeth. And he's like cheesing, showing me his shiny teeth. And I was like, oh my goodness, you brushed your teeth all by yourself. Cause it's like a struggle with Jack. Like he does not like brushing his teeth. I, I don't know if like I'm, I try to be gentle. It's a whole routine we have, but it's just something that he hates to do. Well, he came in there and he's just like so proud. He's like, I brushed my teeth all by myself. And he was showing his teeth. So I was like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, and like minutes go by, like I'm doing something else. And I walk in the bathroom a little bit later. There is a tube of poison ivy wash. The top is off of it. It's right there. And it's obviously open and has been used. And I'm like, what in the world? And then that came back to me. <laughs> I was like, I ran in there. I was like, Jack is this what you use to brush your teeth? And he's like, yeah, he was so excited. <laughs> and so I had to call poison control and ask them if he was going to be okay, which it had been like 10, 15 minutes. And they were like, how is he acting? And I was like, he is rambunctious as ever. Like no signs whatsoever that this is slowing him down at all. So <laughs> thankfully he was okay. But y'all, I mean, it literally has poison in the name. I was like, of all the things, and don't ask me how it got in the toothpaste drawer. I don't know, other than the fact that Hunter has to use that stuff when he goes hunting because he's like super allergic to poison ivy, and he has to wash with it, like his hands and stuff sometimes, and so I was just like, of all the things, of all the things, he, he grabbed the poison ivy wash, but just another day in the life with Jack. Okay, so the next thing that I want to tell you guys about that I was super, super excited about and kind of proud about actually not toot my own horn but you know like toot toot I caught a pretty big collab like I haven't really accepted just a ton of collabs just because one they take a lot of time two most of the time you don't make a whole lot of money on them unless they're a big one and so most of them I would turn down and a lot of these, they'll e like you just get tons of emails, and then they're just these random like, for example, skincare companies or y'all no la. I got a request. A lot of these companies, this is their only way to really get their word out about their, I guess, unique product. 
Well, one of them, <laughs> one of these companies was asking me to do a collab for lube. I kid you not. And I'm sitting here like, have you even looked at my page? I am a conservative apostolic Pentecostal influencer. Do you see in any world fathomable that I would do this collab <laughs> with you? I was like, hard pass. Nope, that's not going to be me. So anyways, you just get all the most random emails asking for collaborations. And most of them are for free product. You know, you don't make money on them. Well, I got my first big collab. It's with Freshly Picked, which is a pretty big name. If I mean, I knew the brand pretty well. And they have like almost half a million followers on Instagram, which is pretty big. Like, that's pretty cool. Anyways, they offered a paid collab as well. It was an opportunity to actually make money for it. So it's an affiliate commission offer, which is very awesome because whenever um, someone uses my discount code or they use um, the actual link that I shared to purchase from, I get a commission from whatever they purchase. So that to me was super cool because that was one of my goals this year is to kind of aim for more high quality collaborations and be more, you know, picky choosy with it. So I thought that was super neat. I was just super excited about that. So the next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, oh, y'all, Vision Sunday. So our church had what was called Vision Sunday and pastor got up and talked about just some of the things that he had planned moving forward um, in this new year for our church. And he told us that we are about to start moving forward on creating and starting a apostolic college university. I just thought that was so exciting because I'm not going to lie, y'all. Secular colleges, for me, in my opinion, is a waste of time. Unless, hear me out, don't cancel me yet, unless you have a specific goal and plan in mind, just randomly going to college after 12th grade in that age, in that vulnerable age, in that um, undecided age, and just going because you either don't have anything else to do, you don't have any specific job to go to, just going to waste time and waste money, I feel like is a waste of time and a waste of money. And so I, in my opinion, like up to this point, Hunter and I both were in agreement that, you know, we're not going to pressure our kids to go to college. Like it's not going to be a big deal to me if Julia does not go to college. Now, don't get me wrong. Higher education is absolutely amazing, especially if you have a specific plan and goal in mind. But in my experience, <laughs> I'll just tell you all this quick story. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I enjoyed my time in college, but I mean, when I first started all those undergrad classes that, you know, I was in a space that I was completely undecided about what I wanted to do. I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know what I truly liked to do. I didn't know what my interests were. I didn't know what I was good at yet. I was just kind of out there flailing, which I get. Some people feel like that's what college is all about, but to me, it was almost detrimental. For example, like in my philosophy class, 
So obviously it's philosophy, right? The professor was doing his job, which is to completely break down every single innate thing that you had been taught your whole entire life and make you question it, make you think outside the box, make you think in different ways that you had thought your whole entire life. And I'm not saying that that's horrible. And obviously I made it through and stuck through it and it wasn't a horrible experience in my life, but I guess I'd never been questioned so hard as he had on things about what we do and why we do them. And so I didn't have all the answers and I, my faith was shook. And so in my mind, I just felt like now that I have kids and now that it's my number one job and priority is to help them stay in truth, then no, it's not my first priority for my kid. Now, if it's something that she is just dead set on, super excited about, has a specific course and plan laid out, then absolutely. But now, since this is an opportunity and an option that they would have, this college and university that pastor has been talking about creating they got into some of the details and it's accredited programs for medical doctors nursing degrees all different things that I would absolutely be behind if that's what my kids wanted to do so not that I would stop them like please don't anyone come to cancel me I would never like hinder them from going to college like sounds like I'm going to lock them in a room and not let them do anything. That's not it. But at the end of the day, what I was saying is that it was just not something, you know, you just always hear of parents making their kids, you know, you're going to college. Like that was, that was not going to be us. It just, it wasn't, it, it's not, a, especially these days when you can do a lot of what you want to do, especially if you want to work for yourself. Um, you can learn a lot from I mean, let's be honest, YouTube videos. So it just, it depends on the type of person you are. If you want to work for someone else, if you want to work for yourself, if you want stability, if you want risk, if you want stress, (laughs) if you don't want stress, there's always going to be some, it's just, it's all stress. It's just different types of stress, but yeah. So that's exciting. We're going to create an apostolic college university. So I thought that was just super neat. Well, y'all, that concludes the very random list of things that I had in that notes app to tell you about. Now we're going to get into part two of Mara's story. Okay, so tell me how you met Corey real quick, how you got him to propose, and about y'all's asphalt business now and current house flipping. Okay, so I remember Sister Ola. She was, um, you know, the principal at the school at the time, and I remember her always saying, you know, it's never too early to pray for a spouse. So I remember in eighth grade praying for a spouse, Lord, send me a spouse. You know, I didn't, I I guess I knew his brain. I don't know. I just, I heard her say it. So I started praying it. You know, anything she said, basically I did. I just loved Strella. She was amazing. Um, Anyways, so just at a young age, started praying, you know. Well, and I knew I wanted God's will because she also talked about God's will versus your desires or your heart. You know, I just remember them talking about that, how you want God's will above all else, you know. Anyway, so um, I guess it was Corey had moved to the church in 2009, and I was a senior 2009 and graduated in 2010. Well, I remember um, 
I was friends with all his friends, you know, to kind of hang out with him some. Well, um, I remember I would, like, Zach Ward and Luke G were really good friends with uh, Corey and Delana, yeah. and they lived in Conway. And I remember begging, begging Zach, I'm like, dude, please let me go with y'all's house out there. Please, just let me go hang out with y'all. You know, <laughs> like, I just want to hang out. <laughs> they wouldn't let you hang out with them. He's like, dude, no, we, we're invited. We ain't bringing you your kid, dude. I'm, I'm still in high school, you know. <laughs> So, um, anyways. Didn't he, like, play the drums and he was just, like, so. Yeah. I'd seen him at Infatuated. Yeah. Anyways. So, I was like, whatever, dude. Well, um, (laughs) (laughs) one night, Zach and, I was Zach and Jana and I think Carrie and maybe Madison and Tyler or whatever. We were all just kind of driving around hanging out. Well, we spotted him at TJI Fridays. Him and, like, Hannah Potts and a group of friends were in there eating. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Y'all dare me go in there and kiss him? Kiss oh. him? And I was part partially kidding, you know. And uh, yeah, we dare you to do that, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, still, I was in. Can I was put a this on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I'll pay you some money if you go in there and kiss him. I'm like, dude, no, you're stupid. So finally, I think they had rounded up enough money for me to go in there and make myself look like an idiot. Well, I remember. Mar- okay, first of all, we got pause. We got pause. If, Mar- if somebody offered Mara a bet to do something, she going to do it. Yeah, Especially if she likes this book. <laughs> anyway, so I remember marching me into TGI Fridays, and he's just mischievous and crazy anyway. So they knew something was up when they seen <laughs> They knew something was up. So I'm like walking straight, making a beeline to Corey, and bro gets up, scatters like – throws the chair he's like what are y'all doing i'm like well, we're just about to kiss you settle down you oh know <laughs> well he like gets all scared he's like no you're gonna get me in trouble you know i'm like whatever then bye and so we leave <laughs> <laughs> so like the next service he's like i'm really sorry he's like you're just too young i'm like i ain't no worries ain't no sweat off my back you know <laughs> well so like i guess that was maybe a couple months before i graduated well, we started, me and Carrie started hanging out with uh, their, like, Hannah Potts and all them. We would get get to go eat with them or whatever. Well, um, Corey was just real nice to us. You know, I didn't think anything about it. You know, I'd already tried to give him a kiss and he turned me down. So, I just kind of <laughs> forgot about the crush or whatever. So He's uh, moving on to better things. Yeah. Well, he would uh, text me and Carrie in a group, just like, hey, y'all want to go hang out? We're about to go do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't think nothing about it. Well, I guess, like, the night of my graduation, he was helping me take down my graduation table. I'm like, mm, that's kind of strange, what is, you know? Like, what's what? <laughs> So, anyways, this kind of started my graduation night. Oh, Yeah. That is so sweet. Corey's a good guy. So, we dated, uh, we started dating right after I graduated, and then we got engaged one year later. Um, I think it was, yeah, one late, one year later on my birthday, May 24th. And then uh, we were married September 10th of 2011, and then that's when it all that's started. <laughs> we got married. Motherhood. So how how uh, how long did y'all wait to have kids again? Uh, we waited. I guess it was five and a half years. You know, I never really wanted to be a mom. I never had any kind of interest in kids. You know, I never cared for babies. Yeah, so kind of scared of them. So um, I found out I was pregnant. So uh, I had a miscarriage, and I was like, well, maybe God is wanting me to kind of get ready to be a mom, you know? So I was like, well, I didn't take any kind of precautions. Uh, I was like, um, if it happens, it happens. And yeah. so that was a miscarriage that happened in May 
I was pregnant in March, didn't know until May and had a miscarriage. And then the following, I guess, June or July, I was pregnant again. Wow. And um, she came March 24th. Wow. And so she is about to turn six. Six. And so while I was pregnant, I was like, man, poor kid, I ain't going to love it. You know, like I just didn't feel any kind of connection when I was pregnant, you know. And people, I remember Faith Cabin would come up because she knew I I worked for her for a long time and she knew how kind of how I felt. I'm like, dude, this poor kid, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, like, anyway, she's like, Mara, I promise you, mother instinct will kick in and you will love that baby. Anyways, and she was right. So as soon as the baby was born, mother instinct kicked in and um, I just had my mind made up, you know, I was never going to, you know, I wanted my kid to feel loved, you know, I remember my... I never, ever felt love for my mom. Like, never. Like, I just, there was a void or something I was looking yeah. for. And um, so I have just made it a point to be, I want my kids to know I love them, you know. And I want to give them things I never had. I never even leave, left the state of Arkansas uh, when I was a kid up until I met the Birches. You know, they took me, yeah. you know, on a cruise and took me on vacations. And so I want, I want to be able to give to my kids. Yes. And so I'm so thankful that God has allowed me. Um, you know, he's given me and my husband a business that um, allows me to stay home. Well, um, if y'all know Mara, it's so hard to explain this in a podcast because you it's hard when you don't know the person. But Mara is the most loving mother. And she's so good about being so attentive to her kids and making sure they have everything they need. And of course, I know that there's moments, you know, that all of us moms have where we're stressed out or, you know, we are trying to figure out how to discipline our kid, you know, in different areas. But you have seriously made it just look so graceful and like knowing where you come from. This podcast has been a lot of tears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm serious. I hope it's not just well, crazy for the listeners, but I want y'all to know that like, Mara, your testimony is absolutely amazing. I'm so, so stinking proud to have you as a friend. Thank you, Jess. As a mom friend. I feel mutual. (laughs) Mutual feelings. I will tell you this. I have to give all credit to, um, you know, prayer, daily prayer. I remember uh, Pastor Nathan, he talked about how there was a lady in the church that she was dealing with major depression, and um, she tried daily prayer. There was a time when... And, you know, being a mom, I felt like maybe I need to get on medication, you know, because my grandma, she has to take um, depression medicine and then same with my dad. He has to take depression medicine to kind of cope, you know, with things. And so I knew that I knew that it was just kind of in my bloodline or or hereditary type deal to kind of deal with depression and things like that. So when pastor, he said that he preached that or whatever, I was like, you know what? Thank you, I, you know, Jesus. I try to hit prayer, you know, then I was, you know, trying to hit it, you know, maybe four times a week, but I really up my prayer to that daily prayer life, and it's really made such a difference to where I don't feel like, you know, of course, I get overwhelmed, and, but if I can just go to the church, it's like, it's just, I can decompress in a prayer room, oh, thank you, and Jesus. that's really what I have to give it credit oh. to, is that daily prayer. Yeah. This is Alice. She named her son. He's how old again, Mark? Three. Yeah, he's three years old, and she named him after Sister Alice. Isn't that precious? She has Cora, who's about to turn six. 
and then she's already six right yeah yeah Cora's already six and then Alice is three our kids are right beside each other's ages so we were able to go into motherhood together and it's been the most amazing experience let's see if a young married friend came up to you and asked advice on becoming a parent when they didn't have their parents in their life what advice would you give them what would you tell them to do and what not to do and we'll end on that definitely um you know get some friends other mom friends um um get a mom that you look up to and get advice on if you need advice and definitely daily prayer don't forget that daily prayer is going to help you pray god to give you wisdom and um you won't go wrong i can promise you that You've just finished listening to episode two of the Let's Be Real podcast. I am your host, Jessica Brown, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.